on today's show. The Mavericks make a comeback against the Los Angeles Clippers, but they end up losing the game. Their defense fails them in the end. Were you more encouraged or discouraged by this game? I'll tell you what I was feeling on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks. If you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show and making Locked On Mavs your first listen today. Where the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day, leave a five star review on whatever podcast platform you listen to, like the video, and comment anything below. Shout out to my friend. Cameron Luce saw him at the game tonight with his dad, and uh, he said he always comments just anything below. He just says anything below, and you know what? I'll take it. Every Shout day. out to you, Cameron. I'll, every day, doing the work out there. <laughs> Little Luce doing the work. Oh, my gosh. Let us know in the comment section. Were you more encouraged or discouraged by this Mavs near comeback against the Clippers? I'm curious what you guys think. And joining me, the postgame prodigy, what you got for me? Slightly biased. I am exasperated. Just want these guys back. You're in the po- you need to be asking some questions in there. <laughs> Put me on blast. What should I have asked tonight? You should say, "Can I see Maxi Kleba? <laughs> Do we have eyes on him? Are we Do we sure know that he exists? Can I see the toe? Can I see Maxi's toe? He's been out with a, a like the pinky, a dislocated pinky toe, him and now and it's been like is weird. It's been like a month, six and weeks, like at least. Can like what's going on? A dislocated pinky toe, okay, but it's been like over a month now. And then Josh Green, it's like the elbow that no one even knows what happened to. I may have to bring on Dr. Brian Suterer. He's the the incredible uh, sports medicine we need to doctor. Bring on, uh, some hostage negotiators. <laughs> we need to infiltrate the Mavs like medical <laughs> facility today. The for the first time, I was it was walking to the the interview room and I saw open the like MRI room where they do like the MRIs and there's like a big sign outside that said that it glows. They're doing x-rays. And I was like, Oh, no one was in there. No one was in there. I'm just going to, I'm just going to report that no one was in that room, which is positive, but Mavs do lose to the Clippers 120 to 111. The Mavs were down at one point by 22 in this Mm -hmm. game, played an awful, awful first half and then ended up coming back in this game. So we'll talk about who stepped up in the comeback. We'll talk about what failed the Mavericks in the end, we'll talk about how the comeback actually happened, uh, what happened with Luca, and uh, we'll do all that. But first, I want to start here. <sighs> Lissai. The Mavs were up with three minutes and 46 mm. seconds left in this game. They were up 100 and, uh, was it 108 to 106, something like that. It was close. Uh, Derek Jones Jr. hit a hit some free throws. Yeah, 108, 106. Three minutes and 46 seconds left. They're up by two, and they just couldn't hold on. Clippers, immediately after that, go on a 10-2 run, basically, from that. And if you just go through the possessions, it's like Kawhi, post. He gets double. Luka comes over to help as, like, the third defender, which makes no sense. Amir Coffey gets a three. Kawhi, drive one-on-one against Derek Jones Jr. Luka comes over to be a you know a second help defender, and doesn't matter. He just scores on him. Kawhi, double. A, a third player comes over to help. Powell, uh, Norman Powell cuts and gets fouled. And you're just like going through these possessions. Like Kawhi just ripped them apart at the end. I was texting Darian Vizier of Locked On Clippers, and I said, 
Kawhi is just a shark, man. He just yeah. sat he sat around and waited and waited and bided his time, and then he just went for the jugular at the end because the Mavs had really no answers for him. They tried to, you know, they tried to double him, and they doubled him in the first half. That seemed to work. And then they tried to double Harden in the fourth quarter, and that seemed to actually work for them. That's how they kind of came back into the game. They're, so, But you can't double two guys at yeah. the same time, so they had to make a decision. And when they weren't doubling Kawhi, they just couldn't stay in front of him. Yeah, no, they just don't. They don't have the personnel to stop Kawhi, and Kawhi's also having an incredible season. Here's one thing that we need to yeah. remember when we're talking about this: is like this is the Clippers' ninth straight win, so it's not like the Mavericks just came out and you know got rolled over by God bless them, the Wizards or you know the Blazers. <laughs> you know, this is a great Clippers team, and Kawhi's been incredible. And yeah, yeah they, I mean, he was just torching them, like you said. If, they sent doubles like sometimes I don't understand the Mavericks do this sometimes where it's like the, a very soft double where they're like sending a guy over to the side of the floor, but he's just standing there and letting a guy get to the baseline still. Like, how are you sending over a help defender to be like on the block pretty much? And you're still giving up baseline drives or, or jumpers. That makes no sense to me. Like if you're going to double double. I've seen this in the NBA a lot this season and maybe I'm just noticing it for the first time, but yeah, it's like this soft double where like a guy kind of, kind of like inches over. It's almost like he's just like sort of kind of yeah. trying to come double, but he doesn't really commit to it fully. And then I'm like, well, if you just stay in the middle there and you don't really commit to the double or stay on your, like stay on your man and stay home, then you're just like, just praying that you're in the right passing lane for the defender to, or for the offensive player to throw the pass right in your direction to steal it. Like that's really all you're hoping for. If you don't commit yeah. to it, and I just don't, I don't get it either. The maps though, what they were doing at the end of this game, they were double teaming and then they would send a third player like to come over and help. So like that play at three 30 where Amir coffee gets a three Luca was not part of the double team, but he comes over to help and he helps off of coffee. And like, there's three players that are open at that point for the Clippers. And then again, about two minutes, and 18 seconds, Kawhi gets doubled. And then a third player comes over and helps too. And you're like, what are we doing? It's the miscommunication. I asked Jaden Hardy, after the game, what what do you what did you see that broke down defensively in the last three minutes? And he just said communication. And I gotta completely agree with him. There there were moments in this game, not just even the last three minutes. There were moments in this game where you go there was a what was the what was the play where uh, Tim Hardaway and Grant was <laughs> the first quarter first quarter minute fifty left. Tim Hardaway and Grant uh, Grant Williams was guarding Kawhi. Tim Hardaway got like a switch onto him, and then they both kind of pointed at Kawhi and just like backed up. Yeah, I'm, I'm watching that play they right now. Both completely backed up, and Kawhi just took a three right in their faces because neither of them were actually really guarding him at that point. I'm just like, how are we still at this point defensively having these miscommunications that seem so easy? Some maybe it's fatigue, but I don't know. The, the communication is just it, it just wasn't working on defense at, at times in this game. They, they I think they did a good job in like when they were coming back, but in yeah. those key moments, all of the first half, and then those last like three minutes or so. Of the uh, of the fourth quarter, yeah, I think uh, Mavs. You've had Mavs draft on the show before, right? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. He he is on our Lockdown NBA Big Boy show. Yeah, Richard. I think he he's tweeted before that like the Mavericks communicate. Like you could tell the Mavericks communicate and talk less than like almost anybody in the NBA. Like they just they don't <laughs> do it. They don't really communicate defensively. And yeah, this is this has been a thing that's plagued them really all season. Like you know, this is something that we talked we talked about earlier in the season where if you watch the games they have personnel problems yeah. but also a lot of their defensive woes are just like they don't rotate they don't know where they're going 
help defenders like guys think I helped. Okay, I'm forcing him this way because a help defender, a help defender is going to be there. No one's there. Like it's just I don't know. They're so out of sorts defensively, and I don't know if you want to throw them some bail because it's just like you, we were talking before the show. You look at some of their lineup data, and they have just had no consistent lineups yeah. at all. I mean, they're just rotating through guys over and over and over. And I don't know if maybe that has something to do with it that guys just aren't used to playing with one another or whatever. But uh, it's got to get cleaned up because. This is you could use the moral victory for this game, but you know when you're leading with three minutes left, that's a game you need to close out, kind of regardless. And then <sighs> just to get torched the way they did down the stretch, where it, and it wasn't you know it's Kawhi Leonard, he's gonna you know he's capable of making incredibly tough shots. Torched Trust a lot us. of teams. We know no one knows better than Mavericks fans, but um, it was just way too easy for him. I mean, literally yeah. easy. And it, it, it like like you were saying, there's a, there's three defenders. Like how is this easy? What are we doing? <laughs> I just hate that. Like, they empty out that side of the floor, and then a guy's coming over to help, but he's not actually helping. You're just standing there. I, it's just the dumbest. We've been we've been waiting, and we we're hoping that Grant Williams would be that vocal leader on defense. And there have been times this season he has. And obviously, they're missing they're missing Kyrie. They're missing Josh Green. They're missing Maxi Kleba. Like, definitely the Mavs had injuries. But Paul George is out for the out for the Clippers too. Mm-hmm. The thing, though, is they're missing Derek Lively because he has actually been their vocal leader on defense, which is wild to say because he's a rookie and he's 19, and he's coming into a team with all these you know, vets that have just at least been around the NBA for a while. But yep. he has been that backline like vocal defender. And the Mavs went small a lot. We'll talk about that, and that's one of the reasons why they came back. But when the Mavs go small, you don't have that center that's used to being that guy. Like Even Dwight Powell, you, you, you see him call out some stuff on defense. Um <laughs> You do. It, Good whether, luck. Whether it helps, I or, didn't say what, it. Whether it helps or not, but there you don't have a guy that's used to being that backline defender that does call out screens, that does call out you know these things, and uh, it's just something to get used to. Which is why I've been pushing. I've been trying to say the Mavs need to run these small ball lineups more to get used to stuff like that and to be better at some of these plays because they're going to need them in the playoffs and they're going to need to to step up with it. So coming up, let's talk about that comeback though because the Mavs did make a really valiant effort and a comeback after an awful first half. I was just, I was resigned to the Mavs losing by like 30 after that first half because of how bad it was on both offense and defense. But let's talk about how they made that comeback. We'll talk about that coming up. Today's episode brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors knows that you need the perfect fit for your car, just the same as you need perfect fits for your fantasy team. All week long and all season long, Josh Lloyd from Lockdown Fantasy Basketball is giving you the eBay's guaranteed fit players of the week. Their player of the week this week, he's got, I talked about, I know I talked about Grayson Allen before, Tari Eason as well. Let me talk about Brandon Pajemski. Pajemski has looked comfortable as a starter for the Warriors and is widely available in fantasy leagues. He contrib- contributes across the board. They've got, uh, they've got some problems over there with the Warriors. They're going to have to make some moves. And maybe Pajemski is one of those guys. Also, Trace Jackson Davis just had an incredible game. The other night, maybe he's somebody that you think about picking up. But Josh talks about Brandon Pajemski, so maybe pick up him. Josh Lloyd from Lockdown Fantasy Basketball is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows the championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. So check out eBay Motors to see their over 122 million parts for their number one, your number one rider ride or die. Ride or drive. That's I guess I guess that works too because you're either riding or you're driving. eBay Motors has all those parts with eBay Guaranteed Fit. It's guaranteed fit to ride, uh, to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber and not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at eBayMotors.com. eBay Guaranteed Fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions. They do apply. 
Shut it down. Oh, Let's go home. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps, being part of the show, part of the Raccoon Squad, listening every day. Shout out to you if you came up to me at the game today. Uh, I got to meet CBA Mavs for the first time in person, so shout out to him. Great account. And uh, I got to meet a lot of great people today, so I'm, I'm happy. I always have stickers with me. I'm in section 123. Come see me. All right, slightly. The Mavs lost this game. We talked about the last three minutes and how the defense just broke down for them. Kawhi took took advantage. They couldn't double team both Paul jo- or uh, Kawhi and James Harden. But the Mavs did make a comeback. They were down by 22 in the first half. They were down by like 16 right before halftime. And then the Mavericks just came back and made a valiant effort. Tim hit two threes at the end of the first half. And then uh, they cut it to, uh, what did they cut it? It was like, it was like 11 at halftime. So you're like, okay, that's like, that's definitely in reach. That's definitely not a huge lead at that point. And then they cut it down even more. They were down within one in the third quarter at one point because the Mavericks were forcing some turnovers. What did you see in this comeback from the Mavericks when they eventually took the lead in the fourth quarter? Yeah, the defense, uh, I mean, we talked about how bad the defense was every other part of the game. The defense was like legitimately good and all the things, the trademarks that, we want to see from this defense that we know is lacking personnel, lacking size. All right, we'll fly around the floor, get your hands in, you know, driving lanes and passing lanes and make life difficult for ball handlers and stuff like that. They had five steals in the third quarter. Nice. Uh, Timmy had three steals in, in the in the third quarter alone. <laughs> <laughs> like that's actually that's actually kind of insane that he did that. But uh, their defense was just much better, making life hard. And I think it all started with you know, sending ball pressure at Harden and just kind of preventing him from really uh, kickstarting their offense, you know, making it difficult. Because you see teams do this with Luka sometimes where it's like, can can we make it to where Luka's not getting the ball until there's like seven seconds left on the shot clock and then the Mavericks are like super sped up. They did a good job like on that against Harden and uh, offensively, well, they only scored 27 points in the third quarter, but they still did fine. And uh, again, it was a defense. Like it's... When, when, like this, this, that's the problem is they show signs of it from time to time where they are flying around. They the can floor. turn it on, man. They, yeah. like, that's part of their defense is everybody says it's effort. It really is. If they can turn it on and they can put forth the effort, they can defend and they can win games. The problem is, are they going to be healthy enough? Will they hit enough threes to, like, to win the yeah. game? But the, one of the things, though, is the Mavs made this comeback and. Uh, in in their comeback, I went like middle of the second quarter all the way through to the last like three and a half minutes of the, the fourth quarter. Like this is the range that I picked on NBA.com. The Mavs only went nine of 27 from three, 33%. Yeah, they didn't shoot well tonight. They didn't, they didn't like shoot themselves back in this game. It was defense grinded out. They got to the free throw line, hit 11 free throws in that stretch. And, uh, and they... Uh, yeah, they just they grinded out, but they also they didn't turn the ball over themselves. They got eleven turnovers in that stretch that I just mentioned. That's basically where the comeback came from. And they only, the Mavs only turned the ball over one time. Yeah, in that whole stretch, force turnovers. Don't turn the ball over yourself. I asked Jason Kidd about the breakdown, or I asked Jason Kidd about the breakdown in defense, and he just said the Mavs couldn't stay in front of Kawhi. But Jason Kidd was also asked about the uh, like just the the defense in general. And he said, you know, we can talk about defense, but right now our offense is our defense. And like, it's true. It's true no, to it's a true. extent, right? Especially with Lively out, that their offense has to be control the ball. Don't give them easy possessions. Um, you know, secure rebounds if you can, because they desperately need to do that. Um, don't allow offensive rebounds on the other end either. Um, you know, it's, it's just like that's the stuff that they need to focus on to try and, and, and be better. 
And uh, man, <laughs> they had it going. They had it going in the middle of the game, and I, I think they also ran out of steam. Like Grant Williams yeah. fouled out at the end, and Luca was Luca played the entire second half. He's been playing ridiculous minutes right now. It's just it's just too much for him. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, we were talking before the show. I guess Kid said after the game that uh, they need to get Luca more minute or more rest. Yeah, and that he was gassed at the end of the game. Tim Cato was like, you know what. Did Luca seem was Luca fatigued after the at the end in the second half and blah blah blah? He's just asking a question about that. And kid was like, "Yeah, he was working really hard." And then he said, "We should have gotten him some more. We should have pulled him out at some point." But the problem is when you're making a comeback like that, what do you want to do? You want to take yeah. Luca out and then all of a sudden try and run the Exum Tim Hardaway, Jaden Hardy like offense? I guess my 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 opinion is like. What were you going to say? But here's the problem. The problem with doing that is what happened in the first half. In the first half, at the end of the first quarter, when what Russell Westbrook came in, he started face guarding Luka in the yeah. way that only like uber athletic Russell Westbrook can. Just annoying him, talking, chirping, staying right in his grill. And like the Mavericks couldn't get him the ball. They couldn't get yeah. Luka the ball because they tried and start him off the ball so he didn't have to work through Russell Westbrook picking him up full court. And they couldn't get it. And the offense just completely broke down after that. It was just Tim Iso or Tim tried to drive. And I'm like, how can the offense, how can this team with such a good offense, it break down in a moment like that just because they can't get Luca the ball. And honestly, how can they not get Luca the ball in those situations either? Yeah. It's just Russell Westbrook. They struggle <sighs> so hard, so badly when stuff like that happens, getting Luca the ball. And then they, he gets it with like five seconds left on the shot clock. And then it's just like a nightmare. It's either him. Uh, he, he had like two separate shot clock violations, I want to say. Russell Westbrook did like affect yeah, him. I mean, the Clippers did a good job defensively on Luca just as a team. They like switched up their looks. Um, Russ did a great job. Like they they did a good job. Like Luca just wasn't out there breaking shots because he just didn't have it. Like it was a tough tough night for him. But no, I, I'm wondering like, okay, you know Luca's gonna have, you you know Luca's gonna be gassed. Like there's only a handful of players in the history of the league who could take on the usage rate that Luca does, play 44 minutes, and be who they were in minute 43 who they were in minute one. Like there's like maybe four players in the history of the league who can do that. One of them was but, Westbrook at one point. Yeah. One of them was prime Ru Russ, like Giannis. I mean, LeBron, like we're talking like the Wilt freakiest athletes in the history. Of, yeah. Wilt, I Michael guess. Jordan, I Kobe I Bryant. It's like yeah. the best of the best. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, you got to just find a way to sprinkle in some minutes of rest. Cause it's just like, okay, maybe you lose the Luca minutes where he's off the floor. Those minutes, the, the brief rest that you give him in the third or fourth quarter, but you're losing them at the end of the fourth when he's just so gassed that he just can't really do anything. You're losing yeah. him anyway, and he's he can't defend. He's gassed. It's like an impossible thing to ask of someone. Exum got 40 minutes? And yet, here we are. Yeah, Exum played 40 minutes. Derek Jones Jr. nearly played 40 minutes in this one. Tim Hardaway played almost 37 minutes. Like these, I mean, they're they're just hurt, right? They're missing yeah. they're yeah, missing yeah. two starters and four rotation players total. Like it, it's they're really just missing a lot of guys. The Kyrie injury is just it just really is brutal, brutal. Uh, and so is the, so is the Derek Lively one. It just it changes what they are as a team. They started Dwight Powell. They didn't start him in the second half. They ended up going to a small a small ball lineup. It was very weird to watch the Mavericks go small and like smaller and smaller and smaller. In the fourth quarter, they had a lineup that was like Luca, Derek Jones Jr., Exum. Uh, I think it was like Tim Hardaway and Hardy. And you're like they're just starting all guards now. Like oops, yeah, all guards. And the yeah. Clippers were playing a center for the most part until the very end, which yeah. is weird. They're usually the team that goes small, and then the Mavs match them. This way, this time it was the opposite. 
Yeah, teams. I mean, Zubats teams don't care at all about going small against Zubats. Like I've, <laughs> I've noticed that just watching other Clippers games. Like no. that's like go small against the Clippers. Zubats is not really like affecting that in any real way. But uh, man, I, it's just these injuries are just brutal, man. Uh, that's just really it. I mean, people scream at kid. It's like, what do you want? Honest to God, listen, I, I'm not like I get it, right? Kid's not maybe the greatest coach, but like genuinely, what do you expect him to do? Lineup wise, I don't know what he's else he's supposed to do. I mean, you could say, oh, Seth Curry didn't play at all tonight. Well, he had back spasms apparently. That's what someone. That's what people were telling me. He was Rashawn, like in street clothes. Rashawn Holmes didn't play tonight. Uh, you know, that's you, the one. You, I mean, you, if you're if you're the fourth string center on the Dallas Mavericks, just know you have a huge contingent of fans. <laughs> Just know you are a fan favorite if you are the fourth string center. <laughs> it's the uh, the Moses Brown Memorial spot. <laughs> yes. Moses Brown Memorial roster spot. Congratulations. The Moses Brown, A.J. Hammonds, Rashawn Holmes. Who else has been in that spot before? I mean, it was Christian Wood, but then he got way too much playing time. <laughs> Christian Wood. <laughs> but if Dwight Powell's on the team and you're the third or fourth string center, you're set. Pretty much. You're, you're pretty much set at that point. Yeah, uh, you're going to have a fan club that will follow you wherever you go. Coming up, what else do we see from this team? What do we see from those small ball lineups? What, they get, what can they do to change some of this stuff going forward? We'll talk about that and more coming up. Today's episode brought to you by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is something that I think everybody needs. Everyone has stuff in their life that they go through. I, I'm going through a, a time in my life right now where I've needed therapy, you know, sometimes multiple times a week, sometimes just every week. I just need to sit and talk through this with somebody. I need to talk through a situation in my life. And uh, sometimes it's helpful when it's not a family member, not somebody invested in what, what you're doing necessarily. They're invested in you as a person, but they're not invested in the sides. They're not trying to take a side in it. They don't like there's no long-term ramifications. If you tell this person this secret, you know, you always have those like loaded secrets that you don't want to tell somebody because then all of a sudden they know this information. And so go to BetterHelp. You can, right now, go to BetterHelp. Uh, it's in the season of giving. Give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA. You get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOn. Again, H-E-L-P, BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA. All right, Slightly, let's talk about what else we saw in this game against the Clippers, the Mavs, lose. Um, I'll ask you this question. Is this you just pin this game on injuries or do you think this is revealing some more flaws or just exposing more flaws that we already knew existed? I would say exposing flaws we already knew existed. Like what do you t- I was asking this in my chat after the game like what do you like what is the main takeaway from this game? And nobody could give me an answer that we didn't already already talk know. about, yeah. Like it's just oh we need Kyrie back. Okay. We oh, we're so dependent on a on a rookie that's bad. Okay, I've disagreed with that take the whole entire season because that just means Lively's really good. So th- there's like nothing wrong with that. We're very dependent on a 19 year old center. Great, that means the 19 year old center's really good, and he's 19. So you'd like to think, hey, if anyone will be healthy and able to play a lot of minutes, it would be a 19 year old center. And ankle <laughs> ankle you know injuries are usually freak injuries. He did so. not have the boot on tonight. I will say that. Yeah, that was the best news of the night. I mean, these injury reports are just insane. Like I, I don't understand. Do they not have to say things? No, they just have to. They just have to put on the injury report if the player is out, questionable, doubtful, probable. Like they have to put that kind of stuff, but they don't have to tell us. And like it's people, excruciating as a people fan. have asked. People have asked about this kind of stuff, and it you know it just they kid kid like who else who else are reporters going to ask? It's like it's like the, the guys with sources. Like you got to go to the 
yeah. know, to the guys with sources to like try and go behind the scenes with it. Cause kid will only tell, I've asked kid about injuries before in the, like in the past. And he's like, you know, I'm just, I'm just telling you guys what I've been told. And he, you know, he's just like, he just pawns it off on, on the, uh, the medical staff. I don't always tell you guys the truth. <laughs> And um, I have to apologize that you felt that he should have played more because he was injured, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, it's just like we're waiting for we're hanging on to anything. And the only things that we get are usually just like, well, uh, Derek Lively's not in a boot anymore. <laughs> and it's like that could mean a million things. Today, kid said before the game, there was no timetable for Lively's return, which to me may say that they're just going to hold him till Christmas. Christmas is in five days. Well, they got you two games get, between them. Get the they, shopping. We got two games between here and, and then, though. So, hey, if you need to go to North Park, you better go. You better go this Thursday. <laughs> I know. I think that's I'm gonna your go. last chance. I think I'm going today on Thursday. I think this is. I think this is when I'm going. I was supposed I'm to try go during today, the day. I'm going Friday, unfortunately, and I'm not looking forward to it. Yeah. If you see me, come say hello. If, when you're at North Park, are you just don't, gonna hang out at North Park? Where are you gonna be? Don't at Auntie Anne's? To, don't come say hello. Oh, I, I will be at Auntie Anne's. I go to Auntie Anne's. I, I say it, Auntie Anne's. What? <laughs> <laughs> I say aunts. I don't say aunts. I say aunts. What is that so, TikTok? What is that TikTok podcast where the guys just make fun of how each other says things? Like I feel like that's. What, I feel like we were just on that show. It's like backyard. Something. I feel like we I were just on that aunt. show. Auntie aunts. I mean, and then I always say caramel. And I get made fun of for both. I get caramel because there is an A in there. But yeah. I, I say caramel. But I love auntie aunts. Anytime I'm at the mall, I go. Do you get an auntie aunts with caramel on? Uh, yeah, the little cinnamon ones. Every time. I'm glad Maybe you if said I'm really cinnamon. Hungry, the normal. pepperoni one. The pepperoni. I don't. The nuggets there are not good. Yeah, that's what I get. I don't want to. I don't see. It's just convenient. I don't want to walk around with a full pretzel. I just feel like I'm chewing on. I don't know, like a like a great like greasy foam. Is well, it's like. like it's not that good, but it's just part of the thing. <laughs> like I, I, I like I used to get Coke Slurpee too. I don't drink those anymore because they just made me feel like horrific. <laughs> but I, I never loved them. But it was just like part of the experience. I think one of the takeaways in this game, if we want to go, want to go all the way back to, the, to this game, the Mavs can depend on Dante Exum and Derek Jones Jr. Yeah. Like, they've come up big in these big games. Or in, not in these big games, but they've come up big in these games where they've they needed to because the Mavs have been injured. And I think these are big developments for the Mavericks that, you know, Dante Exum is getting more work with the ball in his hands and scoring when the Mavericks need him to. And Derek Jones Jr. is scoring in more ways than just like a spot up three. Like remember yeah. the beginning of the season, all he was doing was spot up for three. And we're like, okay, as long as this goes, then that's fine. He's attacking. He's going to the rim. He hit a, I thought he was going to dunk right on Kawhi's head, but he hit a layup right over the top of him. Like that's stuff that the Mavs need and the Mavs will need going forward. He, he hit five of his five free throws today. The fact yeah. that he took five free, th- free throws, like how many Mavs role players take five free throws in a game? Like there's, there's not many over the last no. couple of years. No, he's been, a, he's been a revelation. Like he's for sure somebody who I think is a playoff player for you. Yeah. Uh, you're, the defense is nearly six points better when he's on the floor. And Exum, I mean, Exum has the best on-off splits on the entire team. Like the Exum. team is just much better when he's on the court. 18.7, like that's a huge, that is a huge on-off split. What do, you, what do you take from Hardy's game in this one? He goes 5 of 13 from the field overall, so that's 38%. You don't feel good about that. But he went 5 of 9 from 3, so he just missed a couple of two-pointers. But uh, he had 15 points off the bench. He, when Grant Williams fouled out, Kidd ended up closing with him. Hardy was in those groups that were playing this small ball. What did you take from Hardy's game? Yeah, Hardy, Hardy was good. I mean, for him, it's just – I mean, it's pretty much just if he knocks down threes. He's not, like, really been given the green light to do the – 
you know, the isolation stuff and, you know, the, the creation stuff that much. So if he's knocking down threes, um, his minutes are usually pretty good. If he's not knocking down threes, his minutes are usually pretty, it's really just that simple for him. I feel like. Yeah. Hardy isn't Hardy is an evolutionist right now and not a creationist. He can't create yeah. himself, but he's got to, he's got to evolve his game going forward and he's got yeah. to continue to add stuff to his game. He's not, he's not able to have that green light. Right well, now. when you're a second year player, a uh, second <laughs> round rookie, or second round, second year guy. Yeah. I don't even know how I just worded that so terribly. <laughs> a but you a guys second round, <laughs> second year guy. That's what he is. What he is. You're right about that. You guys know exactly what I'm saying. Auntie Ons. Auntie Ons, exactly. <laughs> you guys get it in the end. But uh, you got to find your way onto the court. And right now for Hardy, it's just pretty much like, hey, if you're out there. Because, you know, he's usually like on the floor with like Exum or Curry. And they're like asked to do the, hey, have the ball in your hands and do right. things. It just if you're knocking down threes, you'll play. If you're not you're probably not going to get out there. That's just the harsh reality. That's the role that he played last year when he played well at the end of the season. Like he was the only one that was fearless enough to hit threes next to next to Luca yeah. and Kyrie and they threw him out there. Uh we we can't end the show without talking about the possession where t- was it the end of the <laughs> Oh, yeah. was it the end of the where was it? Uh end of the second quarter. End of the second quarter. Tim Hardaway Jr. took four shots in one possession, basically, and finally hit the three at the end. It was the quintessential Tim Hardaway Jr. possession, where it's just, yeah. he, t- he took three threes and one two-point jumper in the course of, like, five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> it was so funny, because, uh, I don't know, if anyone out there plays, like, 2K, that's, like, a, a common thing if you're playing with friends, and you just have a guy who's just, <laughs> just breaking threes, going. but you just offensive rebound and keep kicking it out. Just give him a seven shots of one possession. I mean, that was so funny. But the funny thing is, is you knew the last one was going in. Like it, it just the, the thing one- is though, you didn't know if it was the last one because I was like, this possession will never end. They will, <laughs> they'll keep for some reason. They'll, they'll like push their offensive, re- they'll stack and pad their offensive <laughs> rebound numbers for the rest of time in this well, position. The, the third three was was just woefully short. So he, short. He got the next one, and you could just tell the moment it left his hand. He's like, all right. Let's right. calculate my brain. Where how do you launch this? The moment I left his hand, I was like, "Oh, that's going in for sure." And then he hit the three like the, in the half. I mean, that was actually a massive six point swing. Where, it like, was. We talked about that earlier. Instead of what would they have been down seventeen at half? Where it's like, God, do we even play Luca in the second half? Right. Like those thoughts are like processing in your brain. And it was also it wasn't just that it was like a seventeen point game because seventeen you can come back from the NBA now. It was the fact that the Mavs offense was like a yeah. ninety nine offensive rating, which would have been like, six like, points the way the first half was going for the Mavs it was like a huge monumental number, massive. It like they were trending to have the worst offensive game they've had this season yeah. <laughs> at that point. So it was just that bad. And then Tim hit those two threes, and that's how some of those numbers can just change right away on you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just a just a just a wild play. It was a hilarious possession at, at that point. In this one. Oh, man. The Mavs just miss Derek Lively and Kyrie, and they just need any help right now. Even I feel like even if Maxi or Josh Green came back, I'd be like, that's fine. No, it's going to be the they, same team. They just need people who can play minutes in the NBA. <laughs> like They need more. That way, the, some of the guys you have playing you know, 40 minutes can go back to playing 30. That's a, that's a good point, too. Like it's Even if Maxi's coming back and playing 15 minutes, like that's just taking minutes away from somebody and giving somebody more rest or you know, a lesser role than what they probably need right now. Let us know in the comment section, were you more encouraged or discouraged by the Mavs comeback against the Clippers? I was encouraged by the comeback, especially with this group of guys. Just encouraged by some of these role players. I thought Grant Williams had a pretty decent game too. He got cooked on defense at the, in the, at the very end by Kawhi, but I thought overall he had a good game. 
in this one, he had nine rebounds, five offensive. I feel like three of them were in that Tim Hardaway Jr. possession. <laughs> yeah, they might have been. Uh, but he had four assists, too, in this one, even though he fouled out. But uh, there you go. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. We'll be back. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow with Dana Larson. She'll be on the show. Slightly and I will be back on Friday for the Rockets game, Saturday for the Spurs game, and then we will definitely have a show Sunday night late. Take your naps on on Christmas Day after the Mavs Suns game. That's nine thirty Texas time. <laughs> Texas time, last game of the night. So that there you go. Start until ten. Lockdown Mavs isn't going anywhere throughout this Christmas break, guys. Thanks for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Come on, Isaac. Peace out. Boom.